Hello everyone. Welcome to the Chatbook podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. Um before we start today's podcast uh, on behalf of Adit Namit and myself we want to start today's podcast with our condolences to all the members along with Jan Rawat who lost their lives today you know in the unfortunate plane crash we want to thank each and every person for their service uh, uh, I actually did not know about the news until of uh, Two hours ago, because I was busy at work. Uh, but you know, it's it, it was an utter shock to each and every one of us. And you know, we uh, we thank them for their service. Um, Guy, boys, you want to say something? Yeah, it's I mean, uh, so, so, no, it, you first. Uh, it's a very unfortunate uh, incident, Kushal, uh, and I also just got to know only a couple of hours ago. So it's 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 a very unfortunate incident, and sincere condolences. to general rawat and all those who have lost lives we salute their courage and we send our condolences to their uh, to their families extremely extremely sad yeah i mean same i mean for us on this side of the uh, this side of the globe i was waking up to this news uh, first thing i saw when i woke up it's horrible news a very very honorable uh, man very distinguished career a uh, brave soldier and um, you know him and his him, him and his wife both were there madhurika rawat if i'm pronouncing her name correctly and mm-hmm. um 10 other soldiers uh, who passed away uh, th- before we start i just i just want to i just want to say the uh, just the names of the other people who were there in the flight uh, general bibikar rawat mrs madhurika rawat um, brigadier ls lidder lieutenant colonel harjinder singh rag uh, gursevak singh jitendra kumar vivek kumar b saiteja hawaldar satpal and other members of the crew on the helicopter our prayers and condolences with their families all right so uh boys this is going to be our agenda for today let's start with yeah. the recently concluded india india new zealand mm-hmm. series so we three t20s and uh, two test matches obviously we we defeated new zealand 3-0 in the t20 series and uh, won the test match series uh, 1-0 with the first mm-hmm. match uh, going right to the wire on the fifth day where mm-hmm. we came tantalizingly close uh, where uh, New Zealand uh, hold held on to it, which is one wicket mm-hmm. uh, in hand. So, T Twenty, as you guys know, I have really have no no opinion about T Twenty cricket, mm-hmm. but uh, that doesn't mean uh, you guys should not. And this is why you guys <laughs> speak more than I do because you guys watch T Twenty. I don't. <laughs> so let's start like this. Uh, let's start. Uh, okay, uh, Namneet. So what? And then Adit, you. So your views on the overall recently concluded series, both T Twenty and Test match cricket. Uh, see, you know, Kushan, New Zealand has been a thorn in our flesh, a thorn in India's flesh in the ICC tournaments from last fifteen years. Uh, if I remember correctly, in last fifteen, sixteen years, we have not won an ICC. Uh, ICC. Uh, we have not won a match against New Zealand in the ICC tournaments. Be it the Test Championship where we lost in the final, in the in the fifty-over World Cups and twenty-over World Cups, at least. I don't remember any match against New Zealand in the ICC tournaments. Perhaps India has won a one match, and perhaps forgetting. But but by and large, our record against New Zealand has been abysmal in the ICC tournaments in last 15 years. But <coughs> when New Zealand come to but when the New Zealand come to England, uh, you know uh, it's a different uh, it's a different uh, battlefield altogether because India is a highly dominant team at home. 
and i mean the results uh, the results both in the t20s and test matches have not surprised me even a bit i was expecting these results see uh, new zealand has an exceedingly win against us in the icc tournaments but out, but outside icc tournaments india have had the upper hand so yeah i mean i'm not very surprised uh, at how both the series have turned out to be and by the way new zealand has not won a test match in india since 1988 in, in, in 1988 richard hadley uh, uh, richard hadley spirited bowling performance led new zealand to a victory in 1988 but from last 33 years new zealand is yet to win a test match in india to, to be honest i think uh, ajas patel's 10 wickets in mumbai could have uh, was a very spirited bowling performance as navneet said to lead them but the batsmen just didn't show up uh, um, the t20 thing is interesting uh, guys because uh, we even like when we went to new zealand last year and kind of struggled in the test matches we lost both of them we did very well in t20s final so, yeah so it's uh, and the famous super overs came to haunt new zealand over there too if 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 knockouts are india's yeah. bane when it comes to playing new zealand super overs are new zealand's bane when it comes to playing anybody <laughs> india or england <laughs> they just can't seem to win one i think the the the, the real question is the I think that is why a lot of us were surprised when we saw our performance in the T20 World Cup against New Zealand because our T20 record has been so well and the conditions in Dubai um, or Abu Dhabi wherever I forget which of the stadiums we were playing that day were very similar to the conditions you find in India you know it was not zipping off the surface it was gripping it was slow so people expected India to put up a bigger fight having said that um, i think the t20s normally i would not pay attention to t20s happening so closer to the world cup but this time it was important because it was a challenge for the new captain rohit sharma and the new coach rahul dravid and uh, they did well i think one must also acknowledge that the new zealand team were fatigued uh, having lost the final the way they did and the amount they battled throughout the world cup it's not an easy task to just you know come come 3 days later and start playing the uh, t20s in totally different conditions so that was that and i mean so much so that i don't even think the broadcasters of new zealand had were there simon dool only joined for the test series he was not even there for the t20s so that's how close it was to the world cup final and uh, so i think it's it's good news but rohit sharma I, I, just before we started recording i got the news that rohit sharma has been appointed the oh, captain yeah, for ODI captain yeah, South Africa. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the South Africa series. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I just want to. No, no, no. I, the, the reason I mentioned it is that is why it was very important for an Indian fans' perspective that we do very well because this is a trial for Rohit Sharma's captaincy in South ODI and T20. That's why I wanted to mention that. All right. So, so uh, two, three things that I want to say. Okay, first one that uh, stood out to me was. ask you more questions and so that you know because we want to focus more on the south africa series uh, hmm. um 
you know, so first question was, did you guys agree with the man of the series thing, Adit? Second was, did you agree with the strategy of uh, A in the first test match when we declared? Because if mm. we would have declared early, we would have had more time to bowl them out. And in the second test match, did you agree with Kohli's strategy of not giving a follow-on? So these mm. three questions. Adit, you first and then Namneet. Okay. So the first question, uh, Ashwin, man of the series, I, I mean, I guess uh, uh, that the, he did do the, like have that match performances that warrant a man of the series. Uh, the other man of the series sort of nominee would be Mayank Agarwal because the, when the ball was turning square and he almost did a Rohit Sharma type series, which he did against England uh, when we played them, where the bowlers dominated. But he just whenever they batted they batted very well but i think ashwin was outstanding with the ball so uh, uh i have no problems in them giving him the man of the series um second second point to where to which uh, uh i think in the post Kohli era in the white ball cricket also in t20s we saw a larger role for ashwin the camaraderie with rohit sharma was very visible on the field and given the t20 world cup is only a year from now I would not be surprised if Ashwin plays throughout uh, and plays through to the T20 World Cup in Australia in 2022. Let's not forget Australia. Ashwin had a phenomenal tour of Australia in 2020, uh, 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 the last tour that we went. So that's the first part. The second question, uh, declaration. I don't know. It's it's a risk you take because um, uh, because. It, India did wanted to make sure that New Zealand do not chase down the target if we do 250, 240 or 250. What was perplexing was they did not go hammer and tongs for the runs, right? The last 30, 35 runs, when India was only 250 ahead, we played some last 18 or 17 overs for 50 runs or something. So we went three runs an over, right? So clearly you were at a point when you were 230 ahead. Why did you not just go hell for leather for six overs and that would have given you seven or eight overs at the end of the uh, end of the other day but uh, the the mood point here is when you have um, uh, when you have eight and a half overs and the last two players batsmen uh, a team should be able to take a wicket so that is that is what surprised me more uh, that the last two players batted out almost 50 balls um uh, and and then the the to to your second question about whether virat kohli should have enforced the follow on or not i think he absolutely should have i think it was a very defensive move uh, after a side has been bundled out for 62 uh, all out and mohammed siraj has bowled an insane spell you know i mean he looked unplayable in those five or six overs i think when your bowling lineup is that charged up you give them another go and you see what Pakistan did to Bangladesh today. You give them another go and they'll come out from center. That game would have been over in day three, very comfortably. But I suspect that the captain also wanted some batting practice. The captain's behavior was like, you know, how we would do bat, mera batting mein karunga kind of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Namneet, what do you make it? See, uh, I, I, I completely back Virat Kohli's decision to not enforce the follow-on because see, you know, New Zealand were bundled out for sixty-two runs, right? So, so by then it was pretty evident that the match is more or less the Test match is more or less is in India's pocket. You know, I mean, on the, uh, I mean, New Zealand is bowled out for sixty-two on the second day. I think his internet 
Yeah, I think he'll yeah, be back. Yeah, I think he's into it. Yeah, he'll be back. No, so I mean, to, to, to uh, I mean, I'll wait for Ronit to like make his point. But there was another point also that Virat Kohli's form is a concern to many Indians. Yeah, he looked very, very out of sorts. Like I, I don't know if it was just me. I, you did you get a chance to see the game at the stadium, Kushal? No, I could not. Unfortunately, I could not go to the stadium. Because I was I was very curious uh, about how uh, Virat Kohli Virat why Virat Kohli was I, I was going to so go to the stadium. A friend of mine, I will not call his name. He ditched me last moment. Sale ne dhoka de diya. I was trolling him on WhatsApp, telling him to dhoke baaz hai. <laughs> you should have a meme like that too. Dhoke baaz hai. Ah, Navneet, yeah, you were saying something is back. Uh, uh. So, yeah, so I was saying that, you know, I mean, I completely back Virat Kohli's decision to not enforce the follow-on. By then, you know, after bundling, bundling out New Zealand for 62, the match was uh, the, the match was almost sealed. And yes, you know, uh, I think that Virat Kohli wanted the bat- wanted batters to have some batting practice because our batsman, especially the middle order, has been shaky for a long time. And 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 and, uh, and, and, and Pujara and Rahane in particular, who once, who once was the mainstays of our middle order, they have been really faltering and struggling for a long time. So I think before the South Africa tour, you know, Virat Kohli, you know, Virat Kohli wanted uh, their uh, wanted his batters to uh, to have a bit more practice. So I'm uh, I'm totally cool with that decision because I and and you know uh, because more than our more than bowlers our our batters need uh, our batters needed the practice. I mean, maybe I think I, I think the batters needed the practice, but what surprised me was how how bad Kohli looked on the crease. Yeah, he just looked like he was not in his element. Yeah, he, he did not look in his element. And also, let me tell you, I don't know what is what is happening in this Indian team now. Mm-hmm. I think. This series was pretty much, I don't know how to say, this was your regular milk toast domestic series, right? Where Mm -hmm. uh, it it went on as it was expected, other than the little blip in the first test where we could not defeat them by taking the last wicket. And Ajaz Patel taking those 10 wickets. It was due to Rahane's poor captaincy. I was highly disappointed with Rahane's captaincy in the first test, especially on the last day. See, I think, you know, when the new ball was taken on the last day, uh, Ashwin and Akshar Patel should have started bowling, but I think uh, the the new ball was given to Ishan Sarma, who had looked completely unimpressive and lackluster. I mean, Ishan has been a Ishan has been an impressive performer in last four years overseas, but at home, Ishan has not looked threatening at least in this series. No, but, last... but I, I disagree, uh, In the last three years, yes, but the last one year he's been insipid. We've had this discussion before England also, where uh, at Virat home I'm talking about playing... Ah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I agree. No, but I'm saying Ishan Sharma in general in the last one year has been very average. True, true, true. So, so, so my point is that you know uh, on the last day with the new ball, Akshar Patel and uh, Ashwin should have started. Uh, those seven years given to uh, uh, given to Ishan Sharma broke the momentum. Still, when Ashwin had picked up an early wicket uh, on the last day, and after that, I think the momentum momentum uh, momentum should have been maintained. And, uh, and Rahane should have continued with Ashwin and Akshar with the new ball. But, but but I think the new ball was given to Ishan Sarma and that momentum was snapped. And then, and, and then, and then yeah, I mean, you know, few overs New Zealand played out. In the end, of course, Ashwin and Akshar and Jadeja, they all bowled nicely and India came close to winning the test match. That's no excuse. That in, uh, I mean, even, uh, even the last pair 
played out 50 balls as 52 balls as uh, as adit mentioned india should have mopped up the tail but i think rahane missed a couple of tricks on the last and his captaincy in the first test was pretty mediocre i mean i have well, a lot of regard for rahane as a captain in the past in the past rahane has uh, rahane has really shown strategic acumen but but his captaincy left a lot to be desired in the first test well the selectors agree with you they dropped him as a vice captain uh, uh, for the south africa tour Uh, but All I right. So now, is... so let me share something. So Namneet, then you can maybe chime in. Ruko, मेरे को BCCI की official announcement का ही page ही खोलने दो. It's better. People cannot question our sources. भाई BCCI का ही page खोल रहे हैं. हाँ, हम लोग press release India squad for. हाँ, press article ही है ना ये BCCI की website है. India squad for test against South Africa announced. So this is the squad for test against South Africa. Virat Kohli is captain. Rohit Sharma is the vice captain of the Test side. By the way, KL Rahul, Mayank Agarwal, Cheteshwar Pujara, Ajinkya Rahane, Shreya Sayyar, Hanuma Vihari, Rishabh Pant, Vridhiman Saha, R Ashwin, Jayant Yadav, Ishan Sharma, Mohammad Shami, Umesh Yadav, Jaspreet Bumrah, Shardul Thakur, Mohammad Siraj. Your standby players are Navdeep Saini, Saurabh Kumar, Deepak Chahar, and Arzan Nagwaswala. The following players were not available for selection due to injuries and are currently undergoing rehabilitation: are Ravindra Jadeja, Shubman Gill, Akshar Patel, and Rahul Chahar. The test series starts at the 26th. I think this is the Boxing Day test match. Then the next one is 3rd January, and then 11th of January. The first one is going to be at Super Sport Park Centurion. The second one at Wanderers Johannesburg, and the third one at Newlands Cape Town. In case you are wondering why am I speaking this all, because this also goes as an audio podcast, so I care for the audio listeners also. So let's start with this, uh, Namneet. First, you, and then Adit. I want your opinions also. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody is aware of the big news. Rohit Sharma has officially been declared as the ODI and T20 captain. and rane has been removed as the vice captain of the test side which clearly indicates that team india now intends to move on uh, uh from rane so uh, we we have to discuss this and another part, thing that i want to discuss also is that look this whole um test series itself or this tour was under jeopardy because of uh, mogambo variant omicron main usko mogambo variant bolta hu so what was heartening to see was the players took a gap to see what is happening but they did not cancel the test matches and the odis they postponed the t20 international so uh, first you namneet and then adit uh, i all i want to hear your views also so what do you guys make of the squad of the captaincy decisions and also this decision about postponing the t20s and giving a signal that we value test cricket more than t20 cricket uh So okay, let me take it one by one. First of all, the test squad is uh, is mostly on the expected lines. They are. I mean, I'm very happy for Hanuma Bihari that he's inducted in the test side. Hanuma Bihari was inexplicably left out of the test squad against New Zealand. So I'm very happy that he's back in the squad. Uh, uh, that's very heartening. The rest of the squad is on the expected lines. Akshar Patel, I think, is not available. Else he would have made in place of Jayant uh, Jayant Yadav. But yeah, more or less that uh, the test side is on the expected line. But the interesting bit is that Rahane has been dropped as a vice captain. Now that's a very clear indication to Rahane that you know th- this perhaps can be your or or, or 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 if he fails in the first couple of test matches, uh, the uh, you know this could be it for Rahane's test career. The, you know, I mean, uh, the this can be curtains for Rahane's test career. See, Rahane has been. 
uh, as much as I like Rahane's captaincy previously, you know, as I as I mentioned in the Kanpur test, his captaincy left a lot to be desired. But in general, Rahane as a captain has uh, uh, you know has impressed me in the past. But his batting has been completely insipid, insipid, and he's been a uh, and, and and he's been in a and he's and he's been in the middle of a, this terrible patch from last five years. From last five years, he averages around thirty in test matches, uh, and and he has yeah. played over fifty test matches in last five years. Now that is just you know now that is not just a performance of a top order batsman especially when india is dreaming with uh, dreaming with young talents there's there's so many talented cricketers who are waiting in the wings you know i mean people like shubman gill and shayes i have showed in the recent series that uh, that they are mm -hmm. here to stay for a long time and many others are also knocking at the doors so i think you know the this uh, this message to rahane is is very significant he has been dropped as a vice captain that means that his place in the playing 11 is no longer secure and that's a very clear message to Rahane, and 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 and, uh, and, and pretty good, uh, pretty good news for Rohit Sharma, and deservingly so. Rohit Sharma has been phenomenal in Test cricket from last two and a half years. He has scored runs everywhere, not just in India. In India, he's been just excellent. But even uh, but but even in England, you know, uh, uh, Rohit Sharma played pretty nicely. So uh, that's a so that's a reward which Rohit Sharma truly and uh, truly deserves. So yeah, in, uh, if you look at the test squad, the, uh, this is the most important thing to be noticed. I think there is one other thing also, and uh, that this almost guarantees that Ashwin is going to play all test matches in South Africa because you've not picked an all-rounder, and the reason for leaving out Ashwin uh, was because was because uh, you know Jadeja used to play, but I don't I don't see Jayant Yadav coming in place of Ravichandran and Ashwin. Although His Highness uh, Emperor Kohli has his own reasons, mm -hmm. but I I think the for for the last six months or something since the T20 World Cup and stuff. It almost seems to have been a truce that has been reached between Kohli and Ashwin. And I know people were going, there were memes going around where they, they were celebrating a wicket things. Nothing is wrong. I'm like, no, something was wrong. I think it's just been amicably resolved. And it's good for Indian cricket if it has, because you have the highest wicket taker in the world right now, this year, who was sitting out of four test matches in England, two of them which where it was turning absolutely square on day four and five. So uh, that, such was um, such was the thing. Um, most importantly for Rahani is his overall test record also has been very blowout blowhold. It's been a very I mean his average is thirty nine, right? And when he plays, he does not look like a player whose average is thirty nine. But if you look at his performances this series, it would be a thirty forty odd and a twenty odd. You know, same in so average stays between the thirty forty um, sort of range rather than uh, pushing above his weight and. Uh, what is ironic is four or three years ago, I forget when we last played South Africa and we lost the series 2-1, Rahane was not picked in the first two test matches. And Rahane then came in the third test match, his third test match played a very crucial innings and that was the start of Rahane 2.0. Now we're back four years later and Rahane, Rahane 1.0 has returned. That was left out of the Indian team. And instead of the last test match, now he's going to battle for his place in the first two. So it's almost like a big full circle coming. Um, but what is interesting and sad is that Shubman Gill is injured again. You know, the amount of time he spent out of the team, this was his time, right? He's impressed people and, uh, uh, you know, Mayank Agarwal and him both made a case for going. But if he's injured again, 
with Rahul uh, Agarwal and Rohit Sharma being there, he is. I just don't see a path forward for Shubman Gill in the first choice eleven. Okay, now let's talk about the starting eleven itself. Now, hmm. here's the case. So let's start with this first. Uh, so I'm hmm. going to take a live viewers question first, and hmm. I think this question was good. So the question was, how long can India maintain dominance in on the performance of openers, all-rounders, and bowlers if Kohli, Rahane, and Pujara don't contribute? Rahane should be thrown the shown the door has already been answered, but we still need to discuss the Kohli and Pujara angle. So what do we yeah. do? And, and so let me add to the question. So again, Namneet, you can come in first. So what will be your playing eleven? Uh, so the bowlers, but what will be your top seven? Okay, my top seven will be uh, uh, Rohit Sharma. Uh, Rohit Sharma and Mayank Agarwal will open. I'm, I'm talking about the playing eleven of the first test. You know, I mean, in the second test, it depends uh, on some factors that know uh, who does well in the first test or not. My 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 uh, my playing eleven for the first test would be uh, Rohit Sharma, Mayank Agarwal, uh, Cheteshwar Pujara, Virat Kohli, Shreyas Iyer. Uh, since uh, Shreyas Iyer and I'll go, I'll give one more chance to Rahane, Ajinkya Rahane and Rishabh Pant. Um, these, these are my top seven. Yeah. Uh, my top seven would be similar. I think uh, I would start with uh, Rohit Sharma and Mayank Agarwal too. Unfortunately, KL Rahul misses out because Mayank Agarwal has been extremely good in the New Zealand series and I, I don't think he should be dropped. Uh, if But he should be on a one-test match thing. If he cannot play the short ball and if he gets out playing dumb shots, then which has happened with Agarwal before, then KL Rahul comes in the second test match, no questions asked. Uh, Pujara at four, Kohli at, uh, sorry, Pujara at three, Kohli at four, Rahane at five stays. Again, Rahane for, with a one test match thing. For number six, uh, I honestly think it should, we should have Hanuma Vihari and we should not have Shreya Sayar because in case in case these guys uh, uh, Kohli and Rahane fail, we cannot have another stroke maker coming at like 65 for four and trying to like blaze his way in South Africa. You need someone who will hunker down and play a long innings uh, because you already have Rishabh Pant at seven, right? I mean, if there was Saha at seven, then maybe I would think about giving Shreyas Iyer at six. But if you already have a stroke maker like Pant at seven, then my 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 goal would be. Uh, for um, uh, Hanuma Vihari at six. Now, uh, there is another sideways sort of thing. Uh, there is another uh, option that India could look at was play Pant at six and play Shardul Thakur at seven. You know, and then you have five bowlers, like four bowlers, and you have Ashwin and Thakur playing the two all-rounders. That's what I was thinking. So... I think Rahul and uh, Rohit should open in my view. I think Rahul did exceedingly well in England in those, uh, you know, in those moving conditions. So I really don't see any reason. Mayank Agarwal has scored runs in India and those are relatively easier conditions to bat on. Now, I think KL did very well in England. So I think he should get the nod. He would have anyways been the first choice, right? Had he not been yeah. injured in the Ooh, series. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's going to be the... He's going to be the first choice as far as opener. Pujara, in my view, is hands down, one down. I know he's struggling a little bit, but it's just that the amount of time he spends on the crease, that adds value in itself in the larger context of a test match. 
आई नो कोहली स्ट्रगलिंग बट उसकी स्ट्रगलिंग भी मतलब छत्तीस चालीस पचास रन होती है उसकी स्ट्रगलिंग दो रन नहीं होती है तो मतलब कोहली के बारे में बोलना मतलब मेरे हिसाब से गुनाह है तो मत बोलो ठीक है जो हो रहा है नाउ आई वुड ड्रॉप रहाणे टू बी वेरी ऑनेस्ट आई वुड गो विद बिहारी एंड दिस इज वेर आई वुड एडजस्ट मयंक अग्रवाल तू भाई नीचे बैटिंग कर ले और आई एम गोइंग टू थ्रो द सेट द कैट अमंग्स द पिचेंस आई वुड टेक साहा एज अ प्योर कीपर एंड ऋषभ पंत एज अ प्योर बैट्समैन टू आई एम ओपन टू दैट या आई मीन अनफॉर्चूनेटली आई मीन व्हेन यू सी साहास कीपिंग इन दिस टेस्ट सीरीज दैट्स व्हेन यू नो व्हाट यू मिस अप मिस आउट विद व्हेन पंत इज कीपिंग I mean the ta- the way he was keeping to spinners and the way he was stumping them it was beautiful to watch matlab mujhe nayan mongia ke din yaad aa gaye because nayan mongia would be a shit batsman but when he would keep against anil kumble pata nahi uske to kitne bones tode face ke kumble ne ball bounce kar kar saba farin ka these guys would have i mean these guys wouldn't have been able to keep to jumbo in his prime day because i mean they they i mean the way they they would have to adjust for the bounce when kumble would bounce of a good length was unbelievable and saha almost took me back to those days in this yeah, series I, i you know it was so obvious that vridhiman saha was a a better wicket keeper in this series is when you remember that over where ravichandran ashwin beat i think it was henry nichols or tom leatham i don't remember he beat him three times and all the three times the ball came in and it just bounced and spun viciously in vankade and all the three times i don't think so rishabh pant would have been able to catch that ball at all oh, we matlab, would have had like 40 buys in two test matches if pant was the keeper and this is nothing against pant at the keeper i just think saha is a brilliant keeper i mean if you saw the way he stumped henry nichols out you know he was going for a six i mean that ball turned a foot and saha just just keeps it and whips it out in a flash yeah i'm not going to discuss rahul dravid as a coach is because you cannot discuss rahul dravid as a coach at, for at least the next 6 to 8 months or one year all i know is saurav ganguly was on boria mujumdar show and he said that he was offered the indian coaching job way before and he was denying it all the time for personal reasons because it's you know you have to be away from your family for 8 to 9 months in a year and mm-hmm. rahul dravid has two young kids and he did not want to ruin his family life so in fact ganguly said that i was shocked when he accepted now hum to usko matlab itne der se patane ki koshish kar rahe the ki to aata aane ka hi naam nahi le raha tha so that, that that was there but now let's get into the bowling bit okay so obviously i know both of you might say that spinner hoga to naturally ashwin ko khilayenge but who are your three fast bowlers going to be so i'll start with my choice so that you guys know my choice is clear jaspreet bumrah mohammad shami and uh, mohammad siraj i would go with these three my first choice. absolutely i'll also go with these three bumrah and siraj play all three test matches where i have my doubt is between shami and umesh yadav because but because umesh yadav brings you that raw pace that shami does not but aapko ek line and length bowler chahiye south africa ke liye where the ball is seeming all around in like you know in the morning session and so forth and for i think shami uh, plays for that and just you know his his reputation i think shami plays in all test matches regardless like before umesh yadav and ishan sharma i think ishan sharma is just there as a backup bowler uh, in case one of them gets injured i just don't see him playing and if kohli picks him as his fourth fast bowler and does not pick ashwin then uh, i i don't know what i can even say like uh, i mean you, you he cannot i i don't think he walks in in this team yeah 
I think so too. Now I want to talk about something very absurd that was. But no, no. You, but you didn't answer one thing, uh, Kushal. We were talking about right. Would you rather have a sixth batsman or would you rather have Shardul Thakur? I would have a sixth batsman to be very honest, because I don't trust our batting skills in South Africa. <laughs> I'll also no, I don't. But that is why I think Thakur might do a better job than our stroke makers. मतलब जाके घुमाने का ही काम करना है तो तीसरा वो भी बनाएगा तीसरा ये भी. Don't forget that is what was the difference in the last Test match. We were what one forty for eight, और आगे उसने घुमाया and that's what turned the Test match in our favour. The fourth Test match against England. True. You do have a point, and I think Shardul Thakur is a very underrated all-rounder. And, and, and don't forget, Kushal, I'm going to I'm going to troll all the listeners. When I put this point out before the England series, they were like, "Ha ha ha! Shardul Thakur playing? What difference will it make?" When I made this point before the England series, and I'm like, "Who is laughing now, people?" <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do a humble brag because of the <laughs> vicious trolling that I received in that podcast for suggesting that he should play. All at least three test matches. Okay, I don't know what to make of this news item, but I read this mm. on some mm. obscure website. I mean, so B- <laughs> the BCCI made this announcement that no pork and beef in any form. All meat items should be halal, and the new dietary plan for the Indian cricket team. दुनिया इसपे outrage कर चुकी थी, मगर I mean इसके ऊपर अभी current status क्या है भाई? BCCI has rubbish this. Uh, BCCI rubbish this news. BCCI says that it has not issued any such uh, uh, any such statement or any such. Good. Uh, BCCI, BCCI has rubbish this news. Yeah, this is why I brought it up because I wanted to put it on record. Because क्या होता है मालूम है? Things just stay in the sphere forever hmm. in the internet. Yeah. Uh, 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 unrelated, I think Ganguly must have said that the only thing BCCI will regulate when I am the chairman is fish. Nothing else. <laughs> so, <laughs> And even Dada will agree with me. पूरी एक डेढ़ घंटा स्पेंड करके फर्स्ट टेस्ट और सेकेंड टेस्ट की हाईलाइट देखी करुणा रत्ने को छोड़ दो जो श्रीलंका का कैप्टन है उसको साइड में रख दो ठीक है ये क्या हो रहा है ये क्या गंद है ये लोग टेस्ट मैच खेल रहे हैं और एम्बुल दिनिया को एक साइड में रख दो ठीक है श्रीलंका की साइड से उनका लेफ्ट आर्म स्पिनर एम्बुल दिनिया और श्रीलंका श्रीलंका की साइड से उनका ओपनर करुणा रत्ने जो उनका कैप्टन है ठीक है वेस्टइंडीज की साइड से जेसन होल्डर ने डिसेंट बॉलिंग की है एक्चुअली में उसको विकटे नहीं मिली है मगर वो डिसेंट है ठीक है बाकी Oh my God! I saw that series highlights, and you know they had detailed segment. Like every day, the segment was twenty to twenty-five minutes, uh, which was on the mm-hmm. Sri Lanka Cricket Board channel. 
I was just left scratching my head and you you guys don't have to discuss this but I'm just trying to put it on record that I now because we are going to do this podcast monthly I watch it I was shocked it is quite obvious that test cricket now has two tiers or two and a half tiers oh, where absolutely I mean yeah. it was atrocious what I saw between Sri Lanka and West Indies horrible horrible um i i honestly think that ultimately we are going to come to a point where the uh, icc will have to say that against the tier 1 teams or something you only play five test series against those and then against tier 2 teams you don't play anything more than a three test series i mean i was just thinking that imagine if sri lanka and west indies had played a four or five test series like back in the day and i mean kon dekhta yaar like i they would have to struggle to assemble players west indies almost is you know it's a it's not one team now west indies is 45 cricketers uh, 15 test khelte okay i should say 15 top 15 played t20 then the next year 15 played uh, odis and then the last year plays test matches or bechara jason holder sab kuch khelta hai that is west indies cricket in a nutshell i mean remember those days kushal when you could actually uh, remember each and every member of the west indian squad right like we knew yeah. who freaking mervin dillon was franklin rose yeah. was you know nixon mcclean was ne to hamari barbadi ki thi wo barbados test mein ha bhai so that's what i'm saying you remember that right ab leon king take the fast yeah like leon king exactly and these are like early 2000s uh, players right now you look at the west indian team you cannot like pehle to main agar ye puchunga ki who is the wicket keeper for west indies किसी को पता ही नहीं चलेगा एक में कोई शे होप है एक में वो दिनेश रामदीन है अभी जस्ट मल्टीपल है ना वो वो Uh, okay somebody has asked this question how much do pitch conditions influence indian team selections for overseas tours presently and in history as it seems that is half the battle look i i uh, they do obviously come into the fact right it's not like if you're going to south africa and australia they don't carry a larger spin quartet they carry more fast bowlers so obviously these things do come into considerations i mean it's an obvious thing just check the home series selections and compare it to the overseas but- selections but but i'll tell you this india also has, suffers from a problem since we've been doing a lot of well overseas that we try to have our we don't play to our strengths right like now new zealand doesn't pick pick spinners in new zealand conditions because their spinners are not world class i mean ajaz patel did what he did but he's not played that many test matches so maybe in ajaz they have found a world class spinner but when you pick four fast bowlers like if you pick bumrah siraj and shamir walk ons right but if there is a choice between nishan sharma who's look lackluster and ashwin who's got the man of the series i mean i would go with the champion bowlers right and this is this also brings in i know we are not talking about the ashes right now we'll talk a little later but you and i kushal we were having a, a discussion offline about how i believe that james anderson should should have played in the first test match because england suffers from this in like 5x where they try to build the squads and look at the conditions no man when you have a champion bowler when you have a big test match big series you play the champion bowler you play the champion performer because that's what they do they step it up 
and that gear is not found in practice or anyways that just comes with uh, uh, playing having played the game at the highest level true true so so now jab tumne pandora's box kholi diya hai so let us talk about the ashes but before we talk about the ashes look we have to talk about what has gone on before the ashes i mean i think i know most uh, podcast will not talk about it but one thing i like about the great cricketer is they don't avoid uncomfortable discussions they talk about issues that's why i admire the boys at the great cricketer by the way um so let's start with this so the ashes has already started today morning uh, by the way very irritating 5:30 baje uthna padta hai subah ke main first session so so ke dekha tha sir kya hota tha main chalu kiya wo mitchell stark ne wicket li ha main meri neend khul gayi kyunki commentator chillaye fir uske baad main sona shuru kiya fir suddenly main uthta tha wicket giri fir main uthta tha fir main sota tha but my point is let's talk about this whole thing about tim pain right so just to give everyone a brief background about what has happened is so tim pain was obviously he has resigned from the captaincy has also taken a break from uh, cricket in general because uh, there was an ongoing investigation by the way and uh, tim pain was involved in something where he had sent some messages uh, Okay, it it involved dick pics. I don't have any other way to put it because it literally was that. Now there are there is a lot of discussion going on, but I want to just share few facts with people, and uh, I'm going to read an excerpt from an article which was written by I think Sam Perry. It is written by Sam Perry. So yeah. Sam Perry is from the Great Cricketer. so the contradictory australian cricket culture still ruled by traditional machismo was the opet now in over here this is an important point that sam writes about sam says an internal investigation in 2018 cleared tim pain of any wrongdoing over the explicit text he sent to a female cricket australia staff member and the exchange was found to have been in quotes consensual in the 3 years between then and pain's presser the only tangible change seemed to be the risk of public knowledge evidently that was pain's punishable transgression uh arthat that means cricket australia knew about what was happening and the reason they sacked tim pain or tim pain resigned or they made him resign was not mm. what about what tim pain did because they obviously knew and they cleared him about the thing mm. the reason they sacked him was they're like bhai abhi tere ko ads mein nahi dal sakte now another i i have to share another oped that was written again in australia because this is another point of view this was written by kerry sackwell and it was an oped which said men like tim pain reveal how little they know or care about what women think and i believe i urge each and every one of you it was written on the 21st november 2021 mm. I urge all of you to go and read this. You don't have to agree with it in entirety, whatever, man. But so I just want to, you know, read a passage. So she says, "Unsolicited dick pics are one of the many unanticipated and unpleasant consequences of the digital age." Back when I was a babysitter, the only way a man could show a non-consenting woman his junk was to pull down his pants and whip it out. This was called flashing and was rightly considered a sex crime. You couldn't show a woman a photo of your little guy unless you took a pic with your analog camera. 
paid for it to be developed at the lab, picked it up from the horrified sales assistant and showed it to your female friends. These days, every man with a phone can snap a pic of his doodle and share it with the click of a button. And let me tell you, a lot of men do. I'm in my 50s and over the past decade, I have received countless unsolicited photos of men's schlongs. And if it is happening to me, one can only imagine what the younger women are experiencing. As a woman in the media, I receive dick pics from men sliding into my DMs on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, even on LinkedIn. I had to share this view because I think it's a very important view that she has written and spoken about because women do face this. But the point is, now I want to go back to Cricket Australia. They did the investigation. They literally said it was consensual. Yeah, I'm not defending now, what Tim Payne did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and and now and now making that making that huge error of judgment, Cricket Australia has now apologized as well. The the chairman the chairman of the Australian Cricket Board, Richard uh, Fudenstein, he uh, he recently told a press conference that uh, that you know I mean he's apologizing on on, on behalf of Cricket Australia for not sacking. Campaign three years ago, and and but but he defends himself. He says that at that point in time, three years ago, he was not in the committee which had cleared Tim Payne. And now, since the matter has become public, now it's all out in the open. You know, I mean, he's I mean he he's uh, I mean uh, the, he's defending himself that he was not part of the committee, but he has but he has implicated Cricket Australia. He himself has implicated Cricket Australia. He has said that uh, that they made a huge error uh, uh, in not sacking Tim Payne three years ago. So that shows the double speak of cricket Australia that only once the issue becomes public, only then they take these punitive actions just yeah. to save their face. Now that happened also in the case of Steve Smith, uh, Steve Smith uh, and Bancroft as well. Uh, but Steve Smith, David Warner, and Bancroft in 2018 in South Africa, uh, they were in. I mean, the fact that the, the fact that the ball tempering was going on in the side was very evident. I mean, oh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 Steve Smith, Bancroft, and David Warner only apologized when they, you know, uh, when they uh, uh, when they were caught in the full public view. And then Cricket Australia took a very severe. Uh, I think the punishment which was dished out to them was extremely severe. The ban was just too much for for that kind of transgression. They should have been punished, but that but that but that ban was too much. So what I what I'm trying to say is that Cricket Australia doesn't take stock of the rot in the system earlier and when the issue and, 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 and when these issues come to surface they overcompensate they overcompensate they, they overcompensate by dishing out such severe savage punishments uh, they uh, i mean initially had they had they taken stock of the tim Payne's issue 3 years ago a lot of uh, a lot of things i mean uh, they could have shaved their face easily uh, that that committee obviously now it has been proved was a complete hoax so, so cricket Australia should stop overcompensating by dis, by by dishing out severe savage punishment once the issues become public knowledge. The there is a rot in their system, and I can go back to uh, uh, and I can go back to the 1990s as well. And in 1990s, match fixing was rife in cricket. Everyone knows no 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 con, uh, no country was untouched and unsullied by the scourge of match fixing in the 1990s. Cricket Australia came to know that that Shane Vaughan and Mark Waugh had taken money from a bookie to provide pitcher weather condition. In I think they got to know in 95-96 only. But they didn't make it public till 1999. Only when some reporter dug out the story, then only Cricket Australia apologized for it. Shane Warren and Mark were apologized and then they were fine. 
but cricket australia was aware that they, they had taken money from booty in 1995 but they but they completely hushed up the matter they they, they covered up the matter so yeah cricket australia really needs to uh, get its system in place uh, you know i mean instead of over compensating once the issues become public knowledge so there are two things here kushal uh, uh, first you know and i'm not comparing this i want to put it like a very big disclaimer they are not the same issues but i find the attitude of both the boards right i see in in terms of covering up what you know i see no difference in what they did in team pain to what yorkshire has done with the whole azim rafiq issue right because ultimately it's like when it came to light suddenly now they are acting and banning people and stuff but it's told it there is ample evidence that azim rafiq talked about this what adit, he was adit, adit. Let, let, let me just let me narrate the entire incident so uh, can i do that so that you know uh, because we were anyways going to discuss this and it was part of our agenda so can i share go, go it ahead. so that you can so share let me let me let me complete the quick point on tim pain thing and then i'll uh, then yeah. go ahead and talk about azim rafiq otherwise i'll lose my chain of thoughts on that okay, but go, on go, the go, go. Uh, on on the tim on the tim pain on the tim pain issue right there there is this whole debate about the what is immoral what is illegal what constitutes as illegal and who classifies whether something some action is you know within the spirit i mean i i have no question in my mind that there should have been some consequences for what he did not just for this because you know there should, there should have been a proper investigation um I, my conspiracy theory is the reason why nothing was done three years ago. This doesn't justify anything. Is because Australian cricket was going through the whole Warner and Smith issue, and they're like, exactly. we don't want uh, another scandal to come out. And if that was actually the case, then uh, not just him, the people who exonerated also should be kicked out and and stay out, be spent like suspended. Because why just suspend Tim Payne for doing the people who gave him a clean sheet? Clearly, you don't agree with the clean sheet. so the committee members if they are still serving in cricket australia they also need to be thrown out for 6 months why are you know why are they being kept so this is this is this is the most um, sort of uh, important part in all of this nonsense that has happened i wouldn't say nonsense but thankfully it's all come out and you know because of that cricket australia is supposed to take an action uh, i think australia has landed itself in one of the best guys to lead the team in pat cubins because um, i don't think अगर ऐसा कुछ अगर नहीं होता तो पैट कमिंस वुड नॉट हैव बीन एलिवेटेड सो इजीली लाइक सो क्विकली टू बी द कैप्टन बट आई आई फॉर व्हाट रीजन आई डोंट नो वर्ल्ड क्रिकेट सीम्स टू बी वेरी स्क्वीमिश अबाउट हैविंग बोलर्स एज कैप्टंस ऑल्सो देयर हैव बीन देयर हैज बीन एम्पल एविडेंस दैट बोलर्स मेक फार बेटर कैप्टंस देन बैटर्स all right so you know i want to talk about this you know this is a moral conundrum and we don't have any good answers in this issue you know anybody who comes and says sending dick pics is fine is ridiculous i mean come on it is it is yeah. absolutely nonsensical you can't do that to do this to anybody so hmm. first of all that was the point but it is clear that you know no cricket board in this world whether it's bcci or cricket australia or even it's their bloody icc look these people are here to make money and they only do things when shit hits the roof and when there is a you know temporary outrage or what are you going to do this and that and they do this that says a lot about all of them cumulatively and cricket australia is no different but then this this connects us to the and we'll talk about the michael vaughn and the racism saga separately but let's now because we're yeah. talking about aussie cricket we will stick to aussie cricket now this talk this whole thing about you know ian healy made a comment that you know what he kept pat cummins uh, captain ban gaya magar now there is a whole discussion on whether steve smith should have been made a vice captain ian chapel is very clear he thinks steve smith 
का जो सिन था वो इरिडीमेबल है ही शुड नेवर बी गिवन एनी कैप्टनसी और वाइस कैप्टनसी पोजीशन दैट इज दैट इज इन चैपल स्टैंड आई एग्री मार्क टेलर का स्टैंड इज द कंप्लीट ऑपोजिट बोथ आर इन द वो सेम न्यूज़ नेटवर्क मार्क टेलर स्टैंड इज ही वाज पनिश्ड ही सर्वड हिज सेंटेंस नाउ ही शुड बी कंसीडर्ड फॉर कैप्टनसी इन हिली का स्टैंड है ही कुड बी कंसीडर्ड फॉर कैप्टनसी बट इट ब्रिंग्स टू मच ड्रामा सो let's talk about the vice captaincy then and then we'll just get into the ashes and then we'll discuss the cricket yeah. because we've had enough of this so namneet what do you make of this whole should steve smith have been made the vice captain or they should have gone with manas labushen uh see i lean more towards mark taylor i must say see you know i don't think i'm not defending what steve smith did what he did was appalling but let's but let's not be blind you know let's not let's not live in a uh, you know uh, let's not live under a rock what's me what steve smith and, and and david warner were were up to i mean it's not something that is unique to the uh, you know unique to the teams in fact many cricketers in privately they admit that at some point i you know they have tempered with the ball so i mean uh, i'm i'm not saying that what steve smith did was justified at all it was a uh, it was a transgression but 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 as marker rightly said that he has been suitably punished for it but i don't think his crime is such if i can call it a crime his crime is such that he should be you know that that he should be booed or for he the, should be ridiculed. for the record namni just to add to your point uh, pat cummins asked for steve smith as a vice captain Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so exactly. So my point is, you know, you can't punish the guy for a life for one transgression. And I'm, I'm against, uh, I'm against those players. You know, those players who have been implicated in match fixing, or, 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 or people, or, or, or people who are who have been hobnobbing with suspicious, suspicious, dodgy characters, and, and, and you know, uh, their, their probity, their, uh, you know, uh, the. their integrity are under uh, if if their probity and integrity are under strain are under scrutiny those guys should not be made captains or vice captains for an example you know see in, in, uh, i always give that example in 2000 justice kayub in his diluted report clearly said that people like wasim akram and wakar yunus should never be made captains you know they uh, they are not squeaky clean and uh, they are not squeaky clean mm. and they have been hobnobbing with dodgy dubious characters but within within a year of justice kayum's report wakar yunus was made the test uh, was made the captain of pakistan cricket team that was completely abhorrent and despicable and completely wrong but in case of smith smith in in case of steve smith his crime is not so appalling it, i mean that that he should be punished for life i'm very clear with that and 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 for for whatever his transgression was he was suitably punished he served his punishment And and, and 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 you know so i mean I, i think i see no reason why he can't be made vice captain or perhaps in future captain as well i i have a mixed position on this uh, uh, kushal uh, i if you ask if it was up to me uh, anyone who's accused of ball tampering or, or convicted of 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 the thing they should have sort of some I don't think the one-year ban was maybe too harsh, but there should be some severe consequences of mm. captaincy or something. What happened to David Warner? My problem here is there is no consistency. ICC should come out with the thing that if you are caught using with for ball tampering or match fixing or something, you cannot be made a captain throughout in all countries. 
if if shahid afridi on on camera has a picture of him trying to bite the freaking ball and he still continues to be a captain or something like that you know then yeah. I, of course i'm i'm saying it you know out of jest but if david warner can be given a captaincy ban i think one of your viewers had a question like that too why not steve smith so there is no consistency right because just because steve smith is your best batsman you you cannot give him a lifetime ban on captaincy or whatever so th- th- i i would agree with navneet's point about them being allowed to captain if there was a consistent stand like this across world cricket that if you are caught you know with ball tampering if you have done your time you can come back and become the vice captain or captain but if that happens with one player and does not happen with other player then in my opinion True. both should be not given a chance that, i completely agree i completely agree the rules should be same for all yeah but it's never been the same way in pakistan salim malik and danish kaneria suffered disproportionately more than many others yeah. in india no but i'm saying india, icc some... can come up with the rule na true true icc can come up with the rule Then if you are accused of ball tampering there will be a 5 year moratorium where you cannot be the captain and if you are that good of a player to sustain for 5 years then maybe you become a captain after 5 see the thing is that who can be a captain or a vice captain who has a secured place in the side only that person can be a captain or a vice captain yeah. right now in australia who has a secured place outside of hazelwood smith uh, steven Come smith in. manish uh, labushain and Hmm. Pat Cummins and Carey now and, because and David Warner. Yeah, nobody else has a sp- space in the side, so Usi me so ne ala. Anyways, now chalo, let's get into the cricket. Obviously, day one of the yeah. Ashes today. Uh, the wonderful England team uh, gets bundled out for 147 in two sessions and an absolutely electrifying start to the Test match where uh, uh, on the first ball. Um, Mitchell Stark gets a wicket, and I don't know what's with Shane Warne and Mitchell Stark. Seriously, Shane Warne needs to chill, man. I love Shane Warne. I'm his biggest fan. I mean, usme bhi bol raha hai ball swing nahi hui. Clearly, ball tracker bata raha hai ball kitni swings ho bolta hai. Shane Warne has no, no, really the, the, been no, very biased against. The best Stark. reaction was by Mark Warne. He's like, mate, are you kidding? That ball swung from leg stump onto the middle. He's like, no, it was a half volley. Mark Warne was in disbelief. He's like, what are you talking, Shane? Shane Warne has strong likes and dislikes. He still holds grudges <laughs> against uh, against Steve Waugh for because Steve Waugh dropped him from the Antigua Test in 1999. So uh, Shane Warne is a man who has very strong uh, who has very strong likes and dislikes. People he likes, he shares praises on them. People, you know, even if uh, I remember that in 2013 when Australia came to India, uh, Australia lost 4-0. Australia were demolished. You know, were completely were completely demolished. But Shane Warne was still singing praises of Michael Clark as a as a captain because Michael Clark was his closest buddy in the team. So Shane Warne has his strong likes and dislikes. Shane Warne, okay, I love Shane Warne. I think he's a when he talks <laughs> cricket and not other rubbish on TV. At I least he's not boring. He's pretty, yeah, he's pretty, and he's a decent analyst. And I like that True. he gives it back to the Englishmen whenever they're whenever the, the India is playing in England. They would call Warne as an expert commentator. Yeah. Uh, the problem is in some of his likes and dislikes. He's like a man child. Like, usko agar like usko nahi pasand hai na, like la ja meri kutti. Now ab ab tu jo bhi kare, I will. When when I mean I don't know if you guys are watching when Josh Butler was out. I was watching it live, and Warne had just spent about 25 minutes bashing, uh, nicely bashing like uh, this is where Australia struggled. Stark and Lyon weren't that good against India last summer. Blah blah blah. And then Stark was an absolute peach. 
to uh, get out Josh Butler and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, Mitchell Stark, and then he just moves on to the other things, right? Like he just can't. And if Pat Cummins had bowled the same thing, which I think Pat Cummins is a better bowler than Mitchell Stark, but oh, Mitchell Stark absolutely. isn't some street bumpkin who's bowling, right? He's a brilliant bowler too. Pat Cummins, he would have found about 14 adjectives to describe his, uh, or whatever, how much ever uh, vocabulary he can cobble up at that time, he would have <laughs> thing to um, uh, praise Pat Cummins. So it, it's, it's, but you know who's the best commentator? I don't know which uh, coverage you guys get uh, uh, back home, Kushal. If Fox. you get the Fox Either sports, be Fox The best commentator in that room is Isha, Isha Guha. She is outstanding, and to some extent, Kerry O'Keefe. Like Baki, the others are all like you know, Markwa. They are all like uh, uh, Akbar's Navratna praising the Australian cricket team. Like they, they just pander. So I can't wait for Michael Vaughan to get there as a commentator. I have a lot of problems with the whole Yorkshire thing, but as an analyst, he gives it back to the Aussies. Yeah. So let's talk about this series now. Obviously, I mean. Uh, I, I'm not going to waste our time discussing England's chances. I'll just come straight to the point. Final Australia, four nil Australia, three nil Australia. Yeah, Navneet. I think pichle. Uh, I think last three times, at least last couple of times when when England have played in Australia in 2018, blanked out five zero. Uh, this time as well, I think Australia will win the series. It'll be either. It'll be either three. It'll be either four one or or it'll be either four one or five zero to Australia. That's what I feel. <clears throat> I mean, I think the only way England has a chance is if they show what Josh Butler did. Uh, if they do what Josh Butler did, uh, they have to come out swinging. If you saw all the first four wickets, they went out using, um, uh, like trying to get defensive sort of shots. What England will be very happy to see is how Hasib Hamid applied himself yesterday. He looked very fluent the time he was there. Uh, I just don't think Rory Burns should be opening with him. But world cricket, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. Yeah, you two pick two best players, which in my opinion are Zach Crawley and Hasib Hamid to open the batting. And then you have Milan at three, Root at four, Stokes at five, and Butler at six. There is another sort of thing I would do. I would almost uh, swap Butler and Stokes, keep keep Josh Butler at five, and try to you know get him to push the run scoring. So even if you are 50 for three, Butler comes and hits a quick fire 35, and suddenly you are 105 for three, and the game looks very different, right? So that's what. Uh, the, I don't think it will be 4-1 to Australia. I think it will be either 3-1 to Australia or there is a chance of it being 2-all. The reason I say it's 2-all is this Australian lineup cannot play spin well. They just cannot. Right? I mean, they struggled. Except for Steve Smith, they cannot. And Steve Smith will struggle against James Anderson. So, in by the SCG test match, if England is 2-1, or I, this is not to suggest that England can play spin, but I just don't think... I think Jack, Jack Leach in this form is a better bowler than Nathan Lyon when the ball is turning square. You saw that in India also. He actually managed to trouble quite a few Indian batsmen. Right? So, if the game happens to be in SCG and Australia is 2-1... And England like manages to put in like a 350 or a 400 run first inning score. England has a chance, but this is if 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 Josh Butler and Ben uh, uh, Ben Stokes and Joe Root have to fire with the uh, with the bat, and they have to stop doing this nonsense about rotating players. James Anderson on a green top, man. When it was swinging, first of all, what the hell are you doing? Asking like uh, batting first. 
when it was overcast and what the hell are you doing dropping james anderson just think of it if james anderson was swinging the ball and if australia was 20 for 4 you know even if he would not play in adelaide look at the in england confidence level that would have gone up so i i don't know it almost like this is why i hate like leaning towards england in the ashes because australia just turns up to play in these big games and england is like you know how india was in the 90s hame hamari misery dur karo my bap types yeah see the thing is uh, from what i remember since 2006 there has not been a single test match until this one where either a james anderson or a stuart broad have not played a test match this is the first time stuart broad to theek tha i don't know what the hell they are thinking anderson ko ye log ne ye test match mein nahi liya i i just think england no broad also these... no i think it has to be if anderson should have been dropped broad should have been picked i mean you cannot i mean it was swinging all over the place in gabba like did they forget shardul thakur and natrajan took took wickets at the gabba uh, uh, what 10 months ago and that was at the heart of the summer abhi australian summer shuru nahi hua so yaar usne batting kyun select ki sabse bada point hai usne batting kyun select ki namit don't you think they should have bowled first oh absolutely i completely agree and the thing is see you know i understand that england now wants to use uh, james anderson very sparsely and very uh, and, and you know uh, uh, वेरी स्पॉसली बट बट आपका जो टेस्ट का फर्स्ट टेस्ट मैच है गोइंग इन टू द फर्स्ट टेस्ट मैच स्पेशली ओवरसीज जेम्स एंडरसन शुड है प्लेइंग इलेवन दिस इज अस इज अटरली प्री पॉस्टरस एंड एब्सोल्युटली इन डिसीजन नाउ डोंट फॉरगेट जेम्स एंडरसन इवन वेन जेम्स एंडरसन केम टू इंडिया you know earlier this year he was absolutely sensational and this uh, and that one spell he bowled <laughs> what was simply unplayable so even on the even even on indian pitches james sanderson is still very potent so not playing him in australia that also in the first test match because losing or winning the first test match usually sets the tone for the entire series now this is an absolutely preposterous decision james sanderson still has a lot of zing and uh, and and you know nip up in his bowling and he should have been in the playing 11 no questions asked at all Yeah, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm, I am happy. Uh, sorry, just to add one quick point, Kushal. I'm very happy though they picked Jack Leach and didn't go with four fast bowlers because I think in Australia, unlike England, the ball does spin. In whatever pitch you go, uh, the ball will spin a little bit. And and, and uh, I mean, unless you're in Perth, of course. But even there, you have the bounce. So uh, you need that one spin option to provide sort of a nice relief and exploit the rough marks that were created by Mitchell Stark. Yeah, just to add two three facts uh, to this game. By, by the way, Pat Cummins becomes the fourth person to pick a five wicket haul as a captain in their first test. The ones before him were C. A. Smith, England versus South Africa, Port Elizabeth, eighteen eighty nine, uh, G. O. B. Allen, England versus India, Lords, nineteen thirty six, Imran Khan, Pakistan versus England, Birmingham, nineteen eighty two, and now Pat Cummins, Australia versus England, Brisbane, two thousand. 21 but just australians bahut sale matlab kitna wo log geared in hote hain ashes ke liye ye tum log ne dekha queensland police ne tweet kiya queensland police are launching an investigation into a group impersonating a test batting order at the gabba i mean no no look at the top one no 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 push it scroll up show that tweet again and scroll up to the first tweet the first tweet is even funnier 
be any traffic like, update a large because... crowd of first tests so plan your comings and goings <laughs> would be lion if we said there'll be nothing but <laughs> green what... lights in kaba don't say we didn't warn her it's matlab unki police bhi leti hai yeah yeah it's it's brilliant it's and not just that like if the the whole atmosphere right like um uh, uh, i forget which person said it i was watching sky sports and um hussein and atherton uh, were saying it's a pity that hussein and atherton are not commenting on the series i think michael atherton should be there in the commentary box but um, they said that uh, three or four players english players were there out for uh, dinner and some australian crowd spotted and they sledged them in the restaurant so they are like england doesn't realize that they are actually going up against a whole different country and people forget the population of australia is half of that of england right so it's not like it's a more populous country and things like that so there in just in terms of numerics thing england actually outnumbers australia when australia but australia just is so ready for the ashes they are just so ready or dete hai matlab daba ke dete and the reason why they love watching india australia is because india gives it back now yeah so okay let us take one question and then we'll discuss that racism saga and uh, wrap it up so somebody has asked why do you think they postponed the t20 series in south uh, south africa instead of odi is given that the t20 world cup is next year while the odi world cup is to i just think they wanted to accommodate uh, for the test matches and and uh, I, there is no specific reason i think they just picked one and they did not uh, they did not want to do thing i think there was no real uh, decision making behind this yeah. uh, there was no press conference or any explanation given from anyone they just yeah. picked one and they were like i guess their logic must be hum log hum log world cup ke pehle ye t20 games khelenge to better hai abhi jitne t20s ko postpone kar sakte hain wo karenge yeah. i think that was the and then one 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 uh, one funny quip to that is uh, do you think that ipl is not adequate preparation for a world cup yeah wahi to i think ipl ke bhi hai to unko kuch do mahine ka do mahine ko wahi karna hai so i i am actually happy that they postponed t20s because main dekh dekh ke pak chuka hu t20s ab like Okay so Let's now let us en- let us end today's uh, discussion with uh, this story which has been doing the row and Adit just mentioned it so basically yorkshire racism row tha uh, the player's name uh, was uh, azim rafiq who had started uh, with the whole thing that he was accusing others of racism institutional racism and bullying against the english county and accused the 47 year old won of telling a group of asian players including rafiq in 2009 that quote too many of you lot we need to do something about it was the exact words that he used and then there was another article where adil rashid adil rashid basically who is uh, you know adil rashid was uh, confirming what michael won uh, you know hmm. said about that said. so that was also there adil rashid had said michael won ne ye bola hua hai now i want to share all the information and then we'll just have quick comments on this you know by the way ki hmm. ye jo hamare zindagi ke sabse pyare jo hain inke bhi thode vichar dekh le azim rafiq ke so ye azim rafiq hain theek hai अजीम रफीक खुद अपोलोजाइज करता है एंटीसेमेटिक मैसेजेस के लिए और ये उनके एंटीसेमेटिक मैसेजेस हैं ठीक है क्या लिखा है व्हाट शी इज गोना बी लाइक आई लेफ्ट माय कार्ड बैक होम ही इज गोना प्रॉप्स गो क्या है आई नो दैट इज रॉन्ग गोना गेट रिप्ड फॉर दैट ओनली ज्यूज हा प्रॉपर रिप ब्रो हाउ हाउ रॉन्ग इज दैट ओनली ज्यूज डू दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ शिट ओके 
That's number one. Second, uh, what BBC has to, if uh, Azim Rafiq's thing came out, him apologizing about one, uh, one thing does not like just wish it away. At least apologize. Okay, I'm grateful that Azim Rafiq actually came out with uh, what was going on uh, in Yorkshire behind the scenes and th- so to speak. And I think there has been a change also. The Yorkshire uh, director of cricket has been fired and replaced by Darren Goff, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, hopefully there's a change in attitude. Uh, I know this cricketer is not going to talk about uh, their time at Yorkshire, but I almost want to know what uh, Sachin felt about his time at Yorkshire. He ostensibly loved it and he, he Yorkshire actually did not sign. He was the first international player to resign because they had that attitude. You know, ki we will not sign people from outside of uh, our region or our county. But Jeffrey Walcott, a very proud, bullish Yorkshireman, actually started this whole thing to get Sachin on board. And that's what has changed uh, it and there. But if the attitudes in the country cricket club hasn't changed, I mean, they need a wake-up call. The world is moving and they should too. They can. They don't need to stay in their white rose sort of thing. That's their white rose is their uh, symbol, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yorkshire. But the, 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 the issue here is also that we start focusing on one individual, one instance and one thing rather than addressing this issue as a whole in the game in general. If there is, if the game is being plagued by this, what are they doing by just, you know, targeting this? Look, issue? I don't know how else to say this. Is racism an issue? Yes. We should talk about it openly. This, But there is... Uh, I don't know how to say it, but with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, you know, players kneeling and doing, there is too much of a performative aspect to it. Uh, I'm going to say something that might piss people off. You know, I think it's time people realize even brown people can be racist. And I know it sounds very unpopular. You know, abhi gore ki thukai ho rahi hai, to goro ko thoko, mokka mat jane do, maro, maro, isko maro, kind of. I think there is a lot of piling on. I don't know why Azim Rafiq's anti-Semitism is is less of a crime than what they faced. My point is very clear. Discrimination is bad. Human beings suck at some point of time. We are becoming better as a society again and again and again and again and again. We will go on becoming better. What happened in Yorkshire would not have come out if not for the performative aspect for Black Lives Matter. So in a way, Black Lives Matter can claim, hey, look, see, our work Yorkshire ka saga bahar aaya hamari se. And also, you know, there was this documentary of Mark Butcher. I don't know if you followed the documentary. There was this whole documentary also that Mark Butcher ki aai. I think it was a very painful experience. You know, I was really saddened by watching it. Racism is an issue. Brown people have faced it. A lot of people have faced it. In, in South Africa, the complete um, opposite of that is happening in the extreme sense where now good, capable white players are not able to find a place in the South African side. What are you going to do about yeah. that? 
Uh, Michael Holding said a very interesting thing that in India you don't have racism because racism by definition is one race against the other things, but their colorism does exist. And I tend to agree with him that it does exist, colorism. And uh, and sort of what we are seeing in South Africa also against where some Indians are being targeted, you know, uh, by uh, the population. Like there are many, many... Uh, sort of news reports coming out is also sort of colorism or river, I mean race. I don't even want to call it reverse. It's racism, right? One race against the other. But within that, if there is colorism, then yeah, you have to absolutely fair and handsome bikta hai, yaar. No, no, and Darren Sammy said that na, ki mujhe, uh, mujhe, uh, dressing room mein kala kala aisa kuch budate the, which is pathetic. And I'm quoting this, right? I mean, there is no way I'm endorsing this. I, I think it's pathetic if you said Ishan Sharma this is what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so that is that is pathetic. Like if if it was yes. if, if if that exactly was said. So um, you you're right, Kushal. I think we are like we are just all living in the moment where you know heard ki jaise, but they are not addressing Pylon. the main issue at hand. Ki kuch, haan, kuch situations is problematic in our society. Mein bhi. Yeah. Uh, okay. Chale, last uh, last question. Lete uh, sorry about that. I think Navneet's hmm. internet had gone kaboos. But a last question. Lete hai, Adit, and then we'll wrap it up. How do you look at India's fixture in the mm. World Test Championship? Some analysts feel that other teams have easier away series as compared to India. I don't think so. I think India is doing the right thing. South Africa, is, this is our for, uh, best chance to win in South Africa. I think uh, nothing better can come out of it. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, I completely, I completely agree. Uh, and if India has, uh, if India has a different draw in the World Test Championship, then in a strange way, we are to be blamed for that. Because uh, if we refuse to play against certain countries, I have said this on this show and on many shows that if uh, I, I agree, I agree with the Indian government's decision to uh, oppose Pakistan in bilateral cricket till the terrorism issue is uh, resolved. But when you are playing a World Test Championship then the same rules apply what you do for World Cups. You play every country that's on there. And if Pakistan is on there, you play with them two test matches. Just because India will not play, they have ICC has come up with this strange rule where each country does not play two country in a two-year cycle, which is kind of crazy. You play all the team, or if you teams not you take it to a three-year cycle, and you you have like five five teams home five teams away and every three years it rotates the different day that is the only way to do do uh, do this because uh, that so if we do find that it's unfair i think it's a problem of india's own doing cool namit oh, i completely agree with adit and and uh, and to answer your question yes this is india's best chance to win a test series in in south africa you know, South Africa is the only country in which we have not won a test series as yet. And, and, and you know, just like 2018 was the best chance for India to win the test series in Australia, India went ahead and won a couple of test series in Australia. Before 2018, India had not won a test series even in Australia. So this time, yes, you know, on, on papers, Indian team is looking far more, form, uh, far more formidable than their South African counterparts. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll still be a little wary because in, because in South African conditions, uh, India uh, Team India has mostly flattered to to deceive. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And I and, and and yes, you know, I mean, this is perhaps the first time I'm seeing that India is going to South Africa as favourites to win the Test series. You know, no matter even when uh, our team was super strong, 
in mid 2000s you know that the Chorov Ganguly team and after the MS Dhoni team and we managed to draw a couple of tests in South Africa but we couldn't clinch it and in two, in 2006 was particularly very distressing we had won the first test match and we lost the two test matches and in one of the test matches india lost like eight wickets in one session and that completely you know did did india in so this time i'm yeah. hopeful that india will win the test series in south africa and end their drought there ashish kushal can i make a 10 second point one one very interesting thing is because of brexit these colpack players have returned so that also means a return of dwayne olivier who was one of the best fast bowlers of south africa uh, in the five or six test oh. matches so i'm very happy for south africa cricket as an indian cricket fan i'm terrified that now the good fast bowlers of south africa have written kyle abbott uh, dwayne olivier and stuff but for south africa cricket this is great news um, if they get their quota system thing sorted out and uh, make sure that deserving cricketers are not sitting out just because of some quota situation and so forth uh, and i mean that is something i won't comment on because that is based on the country's internal politics and i like at that at some point we don't deserve like to talk about it but it's it's great news for world cricket that such phenomenal talent is back you know so what we'll do is in the next month uh, cricket podcast now we'll take the south africa quota issue up and the racism issue up in a slightly more sure. detailed manner and we'll touch up on it uh, we'll talk about the south african race uh, race report also there has been a commission that has the, you know there are a lot of reports that have come out and horrendous and horrifying stories that unfortunately you know players of african descent have faced so we need to take racism very seriously and the sport has to deal with it but at the same time is quota the right answer for that with the destruction of a cricket team so we'll have a open minded discussion about that sure. we'll wrap today's discussion guys as always uh, you know namneet and uh, adit uh, pleasure talking to you and we'll be back next month uh, with another discussion guys the cricket now is going to be amazing you have the ashes india and south africa starts also this month i think uh, on the boxing day test match starts on the 26 and the timing of south africa is perfect dopahar ko chalu hota hai sham tak chalta hai raat tak chalta hai india ke liye perfect hai australia ke liye thoda uthna padta hai this is a great uh, calendar for test match cricket so as always uh, you know please keep watching cricket please keep watching the charvak podcast support it like the like the video subscribe to the channel you know become a member follow adit and navneet on twitter and all the other social media platforms and uh, i go and read navneet's work on yahoo navneet writes regularly on yahoo too uh, i'll see you guys next time uh, until then namaste take care bye bye